Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Well, that was a different take on it. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to the spoiler season, War of the Spark, episode, I think we're on eight. I hope we're on eight. <laughs> uh, and before we get started, let's uh, thank our sponsors for all of their support. Uh, it wouldn't be possible to do this with podcast without them. Uh, Flipside Gaming, you can find online at flipsidegaming.com, and New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. So Katie, today we're going to start off with... Uh, uh, yeah, another card of the Triumph Cycle. You missed some exciting cards the last two days, by the way. I, I was here the day before yesterday. Oh, I, I missed mean... one day. Yeah, yesterday. You missed uh, some All cool the cards. exciting cards yesterday. Yeah, you missed Karn, which is pretty cool. But today, you're, you're going to get to talk about some cool ones, so... We will get to talk about some we... cool ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, tell me about this Triumph. It's Chandra's. Uh, Chandra's. And Dovin is on fire in the background. Oh no! He oh. was the most powerful planeswalker ever to see print. See, so it's funny because yesterday when Min was here, I was like, Min, do you think Chandra's going to kill Dovin? And he was like, oh, no, I like Dovin. He's so cute. You know, he's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. And um, yeah, but he doesn't look so hot here. I mean, he looks quite Actually, hot. yeah. But, you know. <laughs> and his thoughts are on fire too. So sad. So sad. So uh chandra's triumph is red one instant chandra's triumph deals three damage to her creature or planeswalker and opponent controls chandra's triumph deals five damage to that permanent instead if you control a chandra planeswalker ah so it's almost a lightning bolt with upside wait but it can't target players yeah so it's not right yeah. i was like we i know it's missing a target but yeah. i can't figure out what it is um yeah it's interesting because this reminds me a little bit of do you remember uh like draconic roar oh yeah right which was like three damage to a creature and if you had a dragon it would deal all three to the face right but having a dragon is a much easier condition than having a chandra totally 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 but the upside is also higher here hmm. um in, in some ways where that like this becomes pretty close to a hard removal spell if you control a chandra planeswalker not many things are going to survive five damage um but yeah the you know in limited uh the card seems really strong because again it's just removal instant speed removal for two mana pretty strong um but uh you know in standard there you have a lot better options unless you can reliably play chandra and it doesn't feel like that we have enough chandras in the format right now to merit um playing this card over how many chandras do we have in the format uh, i mean we just have a one from this set right because torch rotated and do we have another chandra I don't think we do. No, I guess that's it. Unless there's like a Planeswalker deck, Chandra, but who cares? All right. Next, we've got Awakening of Vitugazi. So it's green, green, three. You know Vitugazi? I do not. Vitugazi is like uh, the Conclave. Uh, the Celestia is like home central headquarters. Vitugazi is uh, like their central place. Yeah. So uh, Vitugazi has woken up. So there were manlands or something of these. It's the headquarter. It's moving, but it's an instant. I mean, in the picture, it looks like a creature. Well, that's because you got to read what the card does. Okay, all right, all right. Put nine. Wow. Plus one, plus one counters on target land you control. It becomes a legendary zero zero. Whoa! Elemental creature with haste named Vitugazi. It's still a land. Pretty cool. Oh, so it's it's yeah yeah okay. Nine, nine. So uh, with Simic Ascendancy, this is nine counters, right? Nine counters on that card. Um, but what do you think? What do you think? I I mean, 
I don't think it's constructed playable. Why not, Katie? Five mana for a 9-9? Why isn't that good? That's not good. But why? Because it's vanilla. It doesn't have any kind of evasion. It's a land, so when they kill your creature, you go down a land. Like So it's a built-in two-for-one for your opponent to kill it. Yeah. Does the fact that it's an instant uh, matter at all to you? I mean, maybe a little. That makes it better. It's like a 9-9 with flash, but I still wouldn't play a 5-mana 9-9 flash creature that yeah. kills a land when it dies. Yeah. How about Unlimited? Oh, bust. Yeah. Awesome. Freaking, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. And there's counter synergies, so like it can even grow. Like, the, the counters matter. Yeah. Cool. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with your assessment. Um, I think and the only place, like, I, I think this maybe could see play in standard is if... Ascendancy. Yeah, either Ascendancy or, like, if you have a heavy plus one plus one counter theme style deck. Because then um, I think this is pretty reasonable. Uh, it's it's funny, too, because, like, if they've, they've put Awaken just on, like, a couple cards in the set. Like, the Awaken mechanic has just kind of come back. Like yeah. Nissa, we'll see later also awakens but yeah it's cool they're kind of just spelling stuff out we also get a oh we'll, we'll get there we'll get there we have some other <laughs> we have a bunch of actually like it's cool because we have a bunch of old mechanics coming back but just without the name they're just putting it they're spelling out the whole text so they can do it without increasing complexity next is domri's ambush which is red green sorcery put a plus and plus one counter on target creature you control then that creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker you don't control oh sweet yeah yeah. It's a sorcery speed Dromokus command for the two most common modes of Dromokus <laughs> command. Except better because it doesn't have to fight. It just literally deals damage. Yeah. And creature or planeswalker. Yeah. So, which is nice. I, like, I really like in this set that they've been so conscious about, like, green and red being able to, like, hit planeswalker and not just, like, burn creatures because if planeswalkers pick up in standard with this plethora of planeswalkers, right. that can be really, really relevant. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I like too that, uh, this, well, is this, um, what thrash threat? Remember that card that did thrash give any benefit or is it just deal damage equal to its power to target your planeswalker for hybrid red green, hybrid red green. I think it's just deal damage. Yeah. So this seems better. If you're only interested in the thrash side, this seems better than thrash, but thrash hasn't seen any play. <laughs> so in well, limited, there isn't really a green red deck. Well, actually like there is. There is? Yeah. Like, Gruel Aggro, aggro-y, aggressive mid-range has, like, become a thing on Arena. Oh. Um, well, okay. aggressive e decks, though, are not necessarily in the market for kill spells that use their own creatures, because they might be too small. No, no. I, it, I say it's like an aggressive mid-range deck. Like, it's oh. going turn one, like, Pelt Collector. Turn oh, two, growing. the 3-3, three, three, right? The two, the two mana, 2-2 two, two with Riot. Turn three Gruul Spellbreaker. Uh, Zertod. Oh, yeah. Whatever. And then turn three Gruul Spellbreaker. Turn four Rekindling Phoenix. Um, it plays the 2-2 two, two that you can adapt and get another one. Like, it, its creatures are big. And then it sometimes curves into the five mana of Dragon. Um, so it has big creatures. So okay. this seems like a reasonable move as well. Two mana is pretty good to kill just about anything and, like, pump your creature in the meantime. Yep. But we always say, for all these things, it does have the disclaimer that, ah, you can get blown out. Yeah, so, yeah. Good to be aware of the blowout ability of, of the card. <laughs> Next, we have Martyr for the Cause. Aww. It says, white one, two, two, human soldier. When Martyr for the Cause dies, proliferate. If I am to die in service, 
There is no more worthy fight than this. I I am glad to see some proliferate on commons in not green. Yeah, um, I think proliferate, they said, was going to be focused in bant. Um, so you'll have proliferate on blue-green and white cards, and you'll have a mass on Grixis cards. Um, so, yeah, this card is nice. Uh, it's a bear, which is rather unexciting. But at <laughs> least fine. you know it will probably die, and when it dies, it'll proliferate. And that'll probably be relevant. So Yeah, uh, though I don't imagine exceedingly so. No. But sometimes it certainly can make a big difference. So... Depending on how badly your opponent doesn't want you to proliferate, you can do some fun things where it's like, oh, this is just a free attacker for a while, um, which is always always nice. Next, we have Topple the Statue. White 2, instant. Tap target permanent. If it's an artifact, destroy it. Draw a card. Bolus cared little when its statue fell, thinking it a useful distraction, underestimating the surge of resolve it gave his opponents. Yes, they're <laughs> knocking over the Bolus statue here. Uh, oh, I can't no. quite tell what creature is doing that. It's up there. Isn't know. um, isn't uh, Fibbleflip lost on top? Oh, of the I statue, hope he's not though? lost on the statue while they knock it oh, over. No, that would be terrible. It this... definitely looks like a land creature knocking it over. Yeah, it does. It looks like one of Nissa's yeah. things. This card seems fine, like in in limited. Like if you, I mean, as a cyborg card, like if you want to destroy an artifact. Yeah. We saw. Yeah, I'm thinking limited, but also in standard we saw. I don't remember what it was, but it was back in like. Invoke, invoke. Are you thinking of the I'm artifact removal of... that cycled? Yeah, it was a green, green two. Wasn't it invoke instant. the divine? Oh, no. I was thinking of a white one. Uh, no, there's a there's yeah there's a Druid format something. There's a format where people had the option between playing a three mana spell that exiled an artifact and I think maybe gained you four life, which I think is like invoke the divine, and then there is the four mana. A card that destroyed artifact and drew you a card and there was some debate over which one was better hmm. and this one is three mana to do that for a draw card so i think if you want to blow up artifacts in standard and you're in white this is, might be your go-to and it the cool thing is it's not even dead when you they don't have the artifact right because sometimes you draw the sideboard card and you're like oh well they don't have the artifact here so what am i supposed to do but this card can still be relevant like its base case is pretty bad tapping a permanent but it's not irrelevant and you can do things too where you can even tap your opponent's land on their upkeep, right? Because oh. that might be able to shut them off mana if they, you need one more turn. Uh, you can tap uh, artifacts or... Well, I guess you wouldn't do that. If it's an artifact, destroy it. But you get the idea. Uh, it's, its base case is not nothing, which is uh, <laughs> better than most other destroy artifact cards. Cool. Next, we have Domri himself. Ooh. Domri, Anarch of Bolas. Yeah, he's got nice Bolas horn staff thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he is a green-red one, legendary Planeswalker Domri. Comes in with three loyalty. Creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. You can uh, plus one to add red or green creature spells you cast this turn can't be countered. Okay. Minus two, target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. Yeah, yeah I like this. What do you oh, think? Oh, he comes in with three. He has a three-mana walker, though. I know, but we—I feel like we've had, yeah. Okay, so he ticks up too. I was like, we have all yeah. these three mana walkers, and they come in with five. Yeah, but this is more of a traditional three mana walker. Like, yeah, it ticks up, it ticks down. It's just lacking an ultimate, which is fine, right? Uh, because it has—it's a lot of utility. The static ability is really relevant too, right? Like the ability to just be an anthem, and you're clearly going to be attacking. Uh, this, yeah, I think this Domri is pretty decent. I think in 
limited, obviously strong. Um, the ability to use repeatable like removal to fight stuff is awesome, um, and along with ramping you. And in standard, uh, so when this card first was spoiled, I'm like, oh, standard. I'm like, yeah, this probably has a role. Later on, we're going to see something that makes us think that maybe this card will have more of a role. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, Domri, uh, I think Domri is, is cool. It allows you to accelerate, right? You can play Domri on turn two if you have a turn one Llanowar Elves, and that allows you to have five mana on turn three. Uh, and ouch. five mana is a spot now where you can do some things. <laughs> and uh, it's nice that it's a Planeswalker. So Planeswalkers are generally good against control. Uh, if you stick it, not only is it going to be good against control, but it means that your creatures can't be countered. Also, in aggressive decks, you're going to be really happy to have the plus one ability. Uh, and then, as we, as we said, same, just like in, in Limited, it's good to have the repeatable fight effect as well. So, I think Domri is pretty strong. And it's a three mana walker, so this is a pretty reasonable three mana walker. Okay, look out for Domri. Domri. On the streets. Whoa. Coming at you. He's on, he's, to say this much, you know, Domri might start on the streets, but by the time he leaves them, they ain't streets anymore. Because they're rubble. That's right. Because he's gruel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's a great quote about that later, which we'll we'll get to. Nice. Next we have Thundering Saratok. Green, four, four, five, rhino, trample. When Thundering Saratok enters the battlefield, other creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. Flavor text. I thought this was a civilized plane. How are there so many feral beasts? Dove and bun. What do you think That's of my okay. Devon Bond? Do you like it? It's a little over the top, but he does get burned and killed by Chandra, so it doesn't really matter. Burned and killed by Chandra? Oh, Dovin. I was thought you meant Thundering Saratok, and I was like, what? Aww. Yeah, Thunder Saratok, I mean, like again, we have a 5-mana 4-5 trample with upside Yeah. for a limited. So, strong. Strong, strong, strong. Very strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, because we haven't typically seen... A lot of the time we see things that come down and like your creatures get plus one plus one till end of turn or something like that. Thundering Saratok is a kind of different take on that where creatures gain trample till end of turn. So it still encourages you to attack and it can turn a stalemated board where you need a couple more points into just a straight up win immediately. Yeah. So Thundering Saratok is a pretty cool card and I would probably like to have at least one if I'm playing a green deck. Yeah, I think it's going to look quite good in these green decks that have a lot of like stout on curve slightly above curve creatures yeah, just because we just need a lot of the exceed the vanilla test yep it's kind of what green's theme is in this set is let's exceed the vanilla test <laughs> next is crunch wrangler crunch it's, it's green word. one for a 2-1 human warrior with trample whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control put a plus and plus one counter on crunch wrangler so crunch wrangler is strong you get to play this on two. It's a two-one. That's not a terrible rate. And then, as we literally just said, green has a lot of stuff that's on curve, so or above curve. So you can start making this pretty big. So this is a card that is fine on turn two, and then just gets pretty good in the late game. And that's something that we've talked about before in limited being really valuable. Is you want your, if possible, you'd like your two drop to be relevant in the late game. And certainly, if you draw this in the late game and you play it, it's not great. But if you play it early, then it's certainly not dead in the late game like a lot of bears become. Yeah. This is, I mean, yeah. This and the last card are both commons. Like, I feel like there's a lot of strong commons. Yeah, I mean, it looks like green, red, like gruel in this set 
is just it looks pretty aggressive it looks yeah. like you can build a solid aggressive deck i'm still waiting to see are we gonna get fixing or are you real are you just supposed to stick to like i don't know two colors with bad mana i don't know i'm interested to see i mean we'll find out yeah but I'm for now we've got raging crunch Ah, oh, this must be the crunch that the wrangler is wrangling ah uh, yes that makes sense yes yeah it's a story you know it is it is so uh, it cost red two for a four three. This would trigger the crunch wrangler. Precisely. It's probably this is the crunch that it's, it's good wrangling. Design there. Yeah. Um, raging crunch can't attack alone. Yes, and what I really think is cool about this, and right. like this is this might be a little subtle, but for new players who are drafting, they pick raging crunch or they pick a crunch wrangler. And then later on, they see another card that is Crunch. And they're like, oh, I have a Crunch Wrangler, and it's a Crunch. Like, maybe these are good together. And they're just going to kind of see the names and, like, guess maybe they're good. And then Wizards made it so they actually are good together, which is pretty cool. So um, I think that's a, a neat way to signal to players that, like, maybe they should be doing something for new players. Certainly more advanced players are, you know, going to do whatever they want and say, okay. oh, I need this or not. But... It's a nice, it's a nice uh, stepping stool for newer players, I think. Yeah. And yeah, the raid is good. The three mana for a four three, right? The last set we had the, the Boros, the Wojak bodyguard. Yeah. That was good. It was three mana three three. Mentor. Mentor. Mm. Mentor's good, but, but three, three mana four, three, three three. Yeah, three mana four three is like no slouch above curve, man. I mean, three mana three threes. I was always stoked to get that centaur in M nineteen. Centaur healer, yeah. Yeah. Or not into healer, no. centaur. I know what I mean. Yeah. Green yeah. two for a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Yeah. Three for a 3-3. Three, three. So, yeah. Solid. Great. Next we get... I like this flavor text, too. We get Chain Whip Cyclops, which is red four for a 4-4. Four, four. You can pay red three. Target creature can't block this turn. Ooh, Again, v just really good. Five mana, 4-4, four, four, fine. And the ability is so good in the late game. In the late game, you get to just dump all your mana into this and combat becomes immensely favorable for yourself so i'm i'm pretty high on, on this card i think it like again this is a card i would like to have one of in my deck one to maybe maybe two yeah and it's a common like, like yeah. you should find them and four mana you can pay that cost twice probably and nullify two of their blockers mm -hmm. and oftentimes just once is going to be enough yeah um but i want to read the flavor text okay you say this oh no i gotta read it in my group you say this 10th district, not Rubble Belt. But where Smash happen, that's Rubble Belt. <laughs> Rubble Belt's state of mind. Uh, Ergdar, Cyclops Philosopher. Did oh, you know the Gruul had philosophers? I do now. I had no idea. Like, I'm not, like, the Gruul don't think about stuff, but apparently they do. They, they just think, think about smashing. Quite deeply about Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that flavor text myself. It's pretty great. Yeah. All right, next we have uh, Nissa's Ashaya's... Triumph. What was that? Sorry? Ashaya. What? Mm-hmm. No, Ashaya's back on Zendikar. Oh, right. But she believes in herself. The power was in her all along. Maybe the real Ashaya was the friends we made along the way. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> so anyways, Nissa's Triumph is green, green, sorcery. Boo, I already hate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Double green, hard to cast. Sorcery. I have to play it on my own turn. Anyways, let's let's see what it does. 
Search your library for up to two, count them, two basic forests. One, if two. you control a Nissa Planeswalker, instead, search your, basic, your library for three land cards. It does not say basic in that second clause. Reveal those cards, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. So you're either getting two basic forests, typically, for two mana, or you get three of any land for two mana if you have a Nissa. What do you think? I mean, no. No? Like, I... Why not? I don't think that if you're in a deck... I don't think green decks are trying to, like, hit land drops. I think they're... If you're trying to ramp, like, this is not helping you, right? It's not increasing your... Your... Mana throughput. (laughs) Sure. It's not increasing, like, your, like, mana available per turn. Exactly, exactly. Like, this is a fantastic way to guarantee that you will not miss land drops and like maybe if there are relevant lands and this is turning lands on like like maybe hypothetically you would want this for the get three lands but still you're still just playing them out over the course of three turns like i i just don't know that that's worth a card i think in the right deck i think that this card is actually really good really because think about so do you know lay of the land Nope. Lay of the Land is like the uh, reference case for these cards, right? Okay. Lay of the Land is green. Search the library for, I think, just like a basic land. Put it into your hand. Now, we've had a bunch of Lay of the Land variants, right? Wait, it's green and it just replaces itself with a land? Yep. It's like cantrip, except you always get a land? Yes. Okay. And that was good? It was, I think it was played a little bit. Huh. You've played Lay of the Land. You've played a tune with Ether. Oh, but the energy was really relevant. Sure. But also the ability to fix your mana was really relevant, right? That's true. And now in tokens, they play Flower Flourish. Flower mm-hmm. gets them a forest or a plains. That's true. And then it does have upside later. So like the, the thing with all these cards, though, is like, sure, they get you the base land. If, in order for them to see play, they need to have an upside that's relevant. And Mrs. Triumph is also restricted to two basic forests, which is a little tough. Um but getting two instead of one for one card is pretty good. Like you're drawing two cards for one for for one card, right? It's two mana to draw two forests. And the moment that you can like relatively guarantee you have a Nissa, if you're playing enough Nissas, uh, the card just becomes really really strong. The ability to get three lands of any kind that you want. So at that point, you're fixing your mana. If you have utility lands, you're getting those. Uh, you'd have to be a little careful because if you're playing this on turn two, like you could have to discard to hand size, but you're not going to be because you can't play a turn one Nissa, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> so you'd have to play this in the late game. So like maybe the way to think about it is that you can play it on turn two, get two basic forests, which is pretty cool, or you play it on turn five and you get three lands of any kind that you want, right? Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a like a deck that would want this card right now or that would want to play this. It feels like you need to be heavy into green, heavy into forests because of the green, green cost and because of what Nyssa does. And we'll get to Nyssa in a second. Um, but it's a powerful card. Uh, I think it's it's a pretty strong card. Um, it's just going to be a matter of like if it has a home, which we say about a lot of these cards and a lot of them never find a home. So we'll yeah. see. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, just 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 think about like, Sylvan Scrying, right? Is green one, search your library for a land and put it into your, your hand. 
And yeah, but people use that to like get broken lands. Yeah. So in standard, you can use it to get. Not, I mean, our version of broken lands. You can get the proliferate land. You can get the, um, I don't know, the planeswalker land. Like, there's other lands you can get. I assume. Yeah, but I think like our lands are less broken, and this condition is harder to meet. Andrew, like the the base case of, I'm just not so sold on the base case of like if you already have green green and you're getting two more basic forests. I mean, I don't know. It's I, not I, bad. I just, it lets you cheat on your mana a little bit. You get to run like a couple le- fewer forests and run some Nissa's Triumphants instead. Yeah. Because you're gonna hit two mana, so uh, and you're probably already playing land or elves if you're in green. So then this allows you to replace some lands uh, with a Triumph. And then in the late game, it you know gives you access to like utility lands, right? You can play like a detection tower or something if you're in mono green and grab that. Um, but like, I, like fundamentally, like I'm agreeing with you in terms of right now, I don't think this card has a home and it's kind of awkward. But I think that like it could possibly think about it, like in the standard where we had like Sanctum of Ugin, right? Uh, in that standard, I could see wanting to play Nissa's Triumph mm. because I had a land that like is really important <laughs> to my ramp deck. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, I would want Nissa's Triumph, and then also it's going to ensure that not only do I hit Sanctum, but I hit my next two land drops so I can play Ulamog, right, and then right. crack the Sanctum for my next second Ulamog. Uh, it's just that right now that doesn't exist. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we have Nissa, who shakes the world. Wow. Yes. Wow. What are you, you wowing? Her art, man. You like it? Super cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty intense. She's like... Yeah, it's like really intense. She's not so touchy-feely, happy hippie anymore, huh? She's uh, <laughs> popping out of the ground there with some magic glow. I don't see a Shia. Maybe she broke up with a Shia. Maybe a Shia's back on Zendikar because a Shia can't planeswalk. The real Zendikar was inside us all, all along. Right. So tell us what Nissa, who shakes the world, does green, besides shake the world. Green, green, three. Legendary Planeswalker Nissa. Five loyalty. Static ability. Whenever you tap a forest for mana, add an additional green. What? Yeah, like, just that. <laughs> like, that would be, okay. <laughs> what? This is a one-sided uh, Mirari's Wake, or whatever that card is, uh, for forests. Okay, cool. Plus one. Put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target non-creature land you control. Untap it. It becomes a zero-zero elemental creature with vigilance and haste that's still a land. Minus eight, you get an emblem with lands you control have indestructible. Search your library for any number of forest cards, put them onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. Okay. So what do we think about Nissa? Turn on land, turn on land, turn on land. Your lands can't die. Uh... And all your lands make double mana, so even as your lands are becoming creatures, you're not, like, running low on mana at all. Yeah. So, Nissa traditionally has ticked up to untap a land and make it into a creature, right? Yeah. So usually she's done this till end of turn. I think one of them, World Waker, I think, kept Just it a land. Your, like, next turn. No, I think one of them permanently made things into a land. There was one that did that as an ult. Like, you the fetched one... any number of lands from yeah, your yeah, deck. Yeah, and... right, and they all became... But, like... Even just the plus one made the land permanently a creature. Oh, forever. And this one does the same thing. Yeah. Right? This is permanently a 3-3 Vigilance with uh, that untaps. Yeah. Now, one interesting thing to note is that this actually has the same play pattern as Teferi, where you get to pay five mana, play this, tick up, and now you have two mana up mm-hmm. in green. 
less good than having two mana up in blue, for example. But, uh -huh. you know, regardless. Uh, so that's interesting. And just the static, right? So good. Is so good. So what's the best thing we can think of that we can do with the static? Hydrocrisis? What else? Anything else we can do? Oh, right, right. You want to abuse it with X spells. Yeah. But do we have any ways to, like... We don't have any Duskwatch Recruiter-esque cards, do we? No. No. Like, that's what I want. I'm like... Well, we have Vivian's keep... Arcbow. Okay, but you can only tap it once a turn. Yeah, but, like... Yeah, yeah. You can... I mean, with Vivian's Arcbow, if you have... Let's say you have, you play Nissa, and the next turn you have six, that's 12 mana. You get to look at the top 12 cards of your library and put a creature with CMC 12 or less onto the battlefield. Yeah. You're seeing your entire deck in like four turns. That's insane. So I think, you know, Vivian's Arcbow is a pretty good thing you can do. Hydrocrace is a pretty good thing you can do. Banefire, pretty good thing you can do. Oh, Banefire. Because this doesn't have to be monocolored, yeah. right? You can splash. I think you want to be heavy green if you're playing oh, Nissa, sure. but certainly you can splash other things. Um... We do have Shocklands, and this doesn't say Basic Forest, so if you tap a Shockland that's a Forest for Mana, it works. You get an additional green. Um, so I can Wait, tap... Wait, if you tap a Shockland that's for... a Forest Mountain yeah. for red... You get green. You get red and green. Yes. Oh, nice. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of, like, powerful things that you can do. Yeah. I have to say, my one, like, I always get freaked out when Nissa turns lands into creatures permanently, I know, because... I know. If you get board wiped, you are so sad. Like, let's say your Nissa dies and they kill your creature lands. You are now, like, all of a sudden your double mana is gone and you've lost lands. Yep. Like, all of a sudden you're from, like, in a really good position to, like, how do I come back from this? Yeah. Uh, I think... So fragile. Um, I, I think, like, sometimes, because her ult is not that good, you're getting a bunch of tapped forests. Like, who cares? And so I think that you often might just play her and then not use her for anything, aside from the mana pump, right? Like, the, the static ability. Um, I've also heard people talking about running her in Elf Ball because we still, you know, there's this Elf deck in Standard that has kind of been on the fringes, and the ability to make massive sums of mana is something the deck really wants to do. However, I, I like, I'm a little concerned. Five mana's a lot mm. for that. Uh, to do that though if you untap with her it feels like you might have a hard time losing because it's a lot of mana yeah but really powerful card really powerful effects uh we'll probably see standard play i would imagine uh and unlimited the ability to tick up and make a 3-3 every turn is nuts so like this card is awesome and limited obviously i feel like they've done such a good job making all these planeswalkers like feel really like cool and yeah. like do different things and and really niche like i there's no teferi so like i can't just go like oh let me just put this in every deck that's blue and white right <laughs> like these cars are all they all want to be in pretty specific places like you can't just put them in any deck and have them do stuff right, right. nissa has to be in a mostly mono green deck or she does very little right so i think that that's uh one of the design techniques they're using to, to like control effect. power level too yeah very cool. Next we have a living twister. Seems dangerous. <laughs> this is green, red, red for a 2-5 elemental. I feel like 2-5 is not stats we see in green, red. Like ever. Yeah, it's weird. That's very weird. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> it's an elemental. Costs red one. Discard a land. Card. Living twister deals two damage to any target. Or green, 
Return a tapped land you control to its owner's hand. I don't understand this card. <laughs> what what don't you understand? Uh, why are you... I guess you're returning your lands so that you can discard them. Yeah, that's one thing you can do. Sure. So, like, in the late game when you're flooding, you're like, ah, I'm going to just fling my lands at you. Sure. Yeah. Basically, I think the card is really good. Okay. I think Living Twister is really, really strong. Okay. Tell, tell me it's, more. So, it's three mana, uh, right, for a 2-5, which is fine. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, but it's then good stats. It this has some combo combo potential oh. is like in what format uh probably still like standard um though like i imagine you you this does like a couple things like we okay. in in modern we have cards like there's those fringe decks that have you make play for minute enchantment you discard a land and deal two to something so then you like draw a bunch of cards you draw your whole deck discard all the lands deal damage um you know another deck that does that is the like Gorio's vengeance deck that plays boar break most enraged draws the whole deck with Gristlebrand and then shoots them all with lands. Um, so obviously those are way more powerful and those do not have mana activations, but this is still strong in that like, it's, so picture this next to Nyssa, right? Where now I tap a forest, I get two green, I return two lands to my hand. And now I just pay four more and I get to deal four to any target, right? This is good and it also makes it that if I'm drawing lands in the late game, right? Again, it's a place to put those extra lands. I get to shoot stuff, um, and that's super cool. Especially in limited, it's really, really good. Um, and then there's the weird, like, the ability to go green, return a tapped land to its owner's hand. That is the part that is pe getting people really thinking, I think. Because, uh, so I don't think it will see play in this deck. But to give an example of why this kind of thing might be good. In Amulet Titan, right? You go green. Okay, let me return this bounce land to my hand. Now I get to replay the bounce land. Return, uh, you know, Tolari West to my hand. And transmute Tolari West, or return Gemstone Mine to my hand, um, and then replay it after it's run out of counters, right? Uh, because if, especially if I have an amulet out, I get to make uh. a bunch of mana. Uh, there's like there are reasons you might want to return lands to your hand. Uh, additionally, they trigger landfall. So like if you have the proliferate. Every time a land comes in, you get to go return it and then play it if you need a land drop for the turn. Um, so you still only get one land drop unless you have something like an Azusa out. Right. But it's just like these abilities are really powerful and they tend to show up on cards in the past because we can only really compare it to what we've seen. So typically these effects have gone cards that go in combo decks and are good. So the fact that both of these effects are, look pretty strong, they synergize with each other, it's a cheap card... Uh, it feels like it could have some some play to it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. That's the Living Twister. Now there you go. Like imagine going, Living Twister, Scape Shift, Mending of Dominaria, return all your lands, and you have a Nissa, and you return all your lands to your hand, and then you discard all of them and you kill your opponent. Okay. That's pretty good, right? Pretty good, pretty good. But also you get to just shoot stuff, and like I in limited, I think the card is awesome just because instant speed damage off of cards that otherwise do nothing and if anytime you have mana up right it's one of those onboard things that your opponent has to play around because of threat of activation so i i, I really like living twister and limited um and it's really hard to kill it's a two five yeah so limited awesome standard it's like can combo you find a combo something. piece can you find a combo shelf for it right now i can't think of one but i am not typically someone who like plays that kind of deck anyway so i don't know 
Okay. Katie, are you ready for the card that everyone's talking about? I guess so. Okay. You've seen in a lot of gruel flavor texts. Do you remember they've referenced the coming of a god of some kind? Like Endray's Forerunners? Yeah, yeah. The Ilarg the Raised Boar. Do you remember that? The Raised sure. Boar is going to come and raise Ravnica, right? Okay. This we is have, that boar. Yeah, and it fits too because uh, we're getting presumably getting the eternalized gods, right? But what god was not eternalized? Hazret. Hazret lived. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Hazret led all the people of Amonkhet into the desert to try to find a new land to make their home. Cool. And so Hazret's the only one left left, which means there would be an empty slot for red. So we're getting a red boar god. Right. We have here Ilharg the Raise Boar. This is red red three for a 6-6 six, six legendary boar god with trample. By the way, great, great type line. Boar god. <laughs> Whenever Ilharg the Raised Boar attacks, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. Return that creature to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. So oh, it's a free dash. creatures have a dash? Yeah. But also, when Ilharg the Raised Boar dies or is put into exile from the battlefield or exile, you may put it into its owner's library third from the top. What? <laughs> so you cannot get rid of Ilharg the Raised Boar. You have to pacifism it. Is the wow. only way to answer it permanently. It means you, can, if you have this card in your deck, you can no longer get Teferi milled. If you transmute it into a frog and then kill it, is it gone? Well, I guess you can get Teferi milled because once they exile your lands, you can't actually play. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, because that has to be from the battlefield. Sorry, say that again. Frogs. If you turn it into a frog and kill it, then it doesn't come back. Because uh, it was a frog correct. when it died. And it lost all abilities, yeah. So, what's your initial impression of this card? Let's hear it. It seems quite good. Okay. Tell me more. Quite good um, in what format? Yes. What are you doing with it? All right. Um, all right. Very, very good and limited. I, I don't know how you answer this. Like, five mana, six, six trample is already a card I would definitely play in limited. Mm -hmm. Passes the vanilla test, has a little bit of evasion. It basically can't die. Like, you just keep recasting it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a tempo, right? Like, that was one thing with... Um, what's his face scarab god is like sometimes even though he's coming back you would just kill him for a turn because then you get a free attack mm -hmm. they have to recast it spend their whole turn spend all their mana so like again they have to wait like what two three turns mm -hmm. to draw it recast it spend all their mana but it's sort of unkillable and then like you can always have a creature dash mm -hmm. like that's so good like you could have like a really good big creature with an etb like, dash. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, what card in standard, what cards do you think you want to dash in with Ilharg? Uh, let's see. What do we play right now with good ETBs? Not Gate Colossus. I think the two ways to go right are either ETBs or also just Giant. True, true. Galta, right? Oh, Galta's nice. So, right now, you can here's what you can do. You can go turn one, land or else. Turn two, Domri. Turn oh. three, Ilharg. Turn four, Ilharg swing, sw put Galta in, 20 damage. Wow. Because Domri gives plus one, plus out. Wow, that's right? a lot of damage. Uh -huh. So wow. Galta, I've heard mentioned. Um, Zakama is another one that you can <gasps> throw in there. Uh, yeah, except Galta at least is like probably castable. Like I, I don't think you want to have creatures in your deck that sure. like you otherwise couldn't. But cast. also like just the base case. Like let's say, I mean, just swinging 
with the 6-6 Trampler that brings in a Rekindling Phoenix. Every That's awesome. That's fine. I'm totally yeah. happy with that, right? Uh, so the card has a lot of upset, I think. I think it's really strong. It feels a little bit like Scarab God in that um, people were like, Scarab God won't see play. Scarab God's not good because it doesn't do anything when it comes down, right? But the problem was... If you ever untapped with Scarab God... Boy, did it do stuff. Yes, it did. <laughs> and Ilharg feels similar, right? Because once you untap with it, other things you can cheat in with ETBs, right? Since we talked mostly about big things. ETBs would include things like uh, uh, Regisaur Alpha. If we had a Tarka... Oh my gosh, right? Lord of Tarka every turn? Yeah. So, yeah, oh. you'd have... Uh, you get to bring in Regisaur Alpha, which will leave behind a 3-3 every time. Um, you could bring in Biogenic Ooze, which leaves behind a 2-2 every time, right? Mm -hmm. Also, Biogenic Ooze with Nissa. I forgot to mention that. But that's another possible thing with Nissa, oh, right? Yeah. Is make mana, make good. oozes. Yeah. So, lots of things that you can cheat in. Okay. Uh, and if you untap with it, this is going to be hard to kill. Also... Cast down, which has actually been cast down, ebbed and flowed a ton, right? It was really bad at one point because it didn't kill Pia, it didn't kill Hardikir, and it didn't kill uh, Hazra, it didn't kill anything. But then all of a sudden, all those cards are gone. Now ha cast down is the default, like kill everything for two mana spell. But now we're seeing a ton of legends in this set that are all looking, you know, relatively playable. So cast down becomes okay. Maybe I can't kill this with cast down anymore. So now what am I left with that kills a six six on like? Maybe turn four. Vraska's Contempt? Contempt? Mortify? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's just not much. This is six toughness, too. Like, you can't yeah. instantly the Obnixilis's minus five, minus five. That's what I'm going to call the spell. Obnixes <laughs> minus five, minus five. So, strong. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to argue about why it could also be really bad. So, oh, wait. I don't want to get to that yet. Okay, this let's talk awesome. more about how much you like it, then. This is so fun. Yeah. Th this is for, like, I don't know, just everyone who likes to have fun while they play magic. Let's talk more about fun, then. Uh, this is possibly modern playable. Nah. Yeah. So, Gorio's Vengeance, the deck that right now plays, like, Gristlebrand and World Spine Worm with Nourishing Shoal and Borbrigmus and Rage, right? Yeah. Instead of Gorio's Vengeancing Gristlebrand back, you can Gorio's Vengeance <laughs> back Ilharg, and then when you it has haste, so you attack with it right away, and Gristlebrand comes in. Oh. Right? That's insane. That's 13 days. Like, you don't even have to do anything else. It's like, okay, you're dead now. That's like, so funny. And here's the best thing. Um, the name, people are already talking about it. They're calling it Boreo's Vengeance. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, the deck has to be a thing, because Boar, <laughs> it's such a good name. Boreo's Vengeance. So, yeah, you could be seeing this card in modern. Um, it's possibly... Modern playable because it's a legend and Gorya's Vengeance gets back legends. Wow. So just really powerful. This is awesome. I think this is going to be super annoying and limited. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Tell me why it's not why it's as bad good as we want okay. it to be. So, one, it doesn't do anything until it comes down. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I've now, heard... the way around this is to play Rhythm of the Wild, right? Play Rhythm of the or Wild. Or the big Domri. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Or the oh. four-mana Domri, right? Um, however, both of those cards right now don't really see any play. They're both pretty bad. And you don't want to play bad cards to make your other cards fine, good. Yeah, so uh, that's possibly a downside. Uh, two, if this card, if you're, let's say you, maybe you are not able to cheat it in, you know, in the dream scenario, or you're playing it like a turn early or something like that. This card is probably at the top-ish of your curve if you're just in, like, a red-green good stuff deck. So 
do you have stuff left in your hand to cheat in? Hmm. Or are you attacking with this and saying, all right, uh, what did I draw for the turn? Oh, I drew a land of wilds. Like, Swing! Yeah, like... Swing, uh, little one, one. Um, and finally, the unkillability, right, is, is much touted as, oh my gosh, you can never get rid of this card. But think about when your opponent to Fury talks a creature, that doesn't feel good. No. Like, unless you are playing Blue-Red Phoenix, and you're just like, all right, well, I'll draw for turn, then I'll opt, and I'll take up Ral, and oh, look, I have my card again, right? <laughs> then that, it, it's gonna, t- like, it's it's terrible, because that those two turns give your opponent the ability to just, like, completely gain control, right? And then they have a counterspell when you play Ilharg the second time, and it's gone. Um, so those are some arguments against its playability. But... Like, weighing the pros and the cons, the card, I think, is probably just too good to not see any play. And too fun. Yeah, because I think that, like, it's playable in, if you want to go for the combo route, you can do that, and you can do that in standard. Um, You can bring in, with this, the corresponding card, right? Bring in Endray's Forerunners. Oh. So then Endray's comes in, and everything gets pumped, and now you're attacking with a 7-7 Trample and a 6-6 Trample, and, like... Now they have the pump as well, though. So it's like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Uh, so you can do some broken things with Ilharg. And anything that has the potential to do broken things, you just cannot ignore, especially in a format like Standard, which is you know so unbroken. Um, you know, Nexus, notwithstanding. Um, but also, you don't have to play it in a broken combo shell, right? A 5-mana 6-6 six, six trample with this much of an upside in a regular red-green mid-range deck is totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, and, and le- as you were saying, right, so much synergy with cards that you want to play anyways. Galta, Biogenic Ooze, uh, Rekindling Phoenix, right? Even if you what if you play Rekindling Phoenix and find a way to sack it, and then, like, now that's permanent. Um, so you can try to get stuff permanent, too, and there's some cool, like, edge cases there. But just the ability to bring stuff in for free every turn when you attack with a 6-6 Trampler, it's really, really strong. Yeah. Um, just a totally random like side thing. So, whatever creature you uh, have put into the battlefield tapped and attacking, if it's a vigilant creature, it's still tapped. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. Well, even... And that's Katie's funnies observations <laughs> for the day. Thanks for tuning in. So, is this a card that you think you would uh, like to play in standard? Yeah, 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 I kind of would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first. I mean, the first card I've seen like you really get. get it like, just, it just about. seems like really cool. Like. Yeah. 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 Nice. Like, I don't know that I actually like, like, the style of deck that I think it goes in, mm-hmm. but I, I want to try it a couple yeah, times. Sure. Like, it's just, just like, like, I'm just going to play something Definitely. huge, and my opponent's going to look at me like, what, why am I here? <laughs> you know, what? what is yeah. my life? I do think if Ilharg becomes popular, I think the stock of uh, Settle the Wreckage goes up, because... Even though exiling only puts yeah, it back but it doesn't matter because like against yeah. Elharg, would I rather have Kaya's Wrath or would I rather have Settle? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like it, it depends on what the strategy is like. Because if we're going like the end raise route, like make stuff, pump the team, swing with everything, um, then you know I definitely want Settle. If I'm just Ilharg, you know, flash in a Rekindling Phoenix, I think I still want Settle because yeah, it so cleanly too. answers both of them. And like yes, they're gonna draw Ilharg again in two turns, but. Three turns, I can deal with that. Like, that's yeah. fine. It would give me some time. So I think Settle goes up if this kind of card ends up seeing a lot of play. How many Ilharg do you think is the right number? 
Because unlike other legendaries where you're like, oh, like, it could die and I want to replace it. Like, this one kind of really can't die. Yeah. But you do want to hit it. Yeah. How many Scarab Gods were people playing at the height of Scarab God standard? I don't remember. Did people get up to four? Um, No. They were at, like, two or three. Yeah, people were usually playing two or three Scarab Gods, I believe. So to me, I think, like, three is probably the right number of Ilharg. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. But I, I suspect three is a good number. It's just like drawing two is terrible. I don't think drawing two is terrible, honestly. Which, I mean, and honestly, oh, oh, that was the same wait, thing with Scarab God. If you put an Ilharg in with an Ilharg, oh, it just gets another yeah, creature. Yeah, it just falls, yeah. But I think like <laughs> the ability to, I think that it's actually better. So, okay, if you drew two Scarab Gods, right, that was fine because... What you were able to then do is, like, if you had a Scarab God in your graveyard for some reason, or if, like, uh, you could eternalize it, right, and as a trick to, like, sacrifice the other one, like, whatever. Or if you just didn't want to wait, and you're just like, oh, they killed my god, okay, I'm not going to wait for it to come back to my hand, I'm going to play another one. Uh, Ilharg has a longer delay, right? Scarab's, like, right back to my hand, uh, wait one turn before I can play it again, and then two turns before I can activate it. Ilharg is three turns before you can play it, and then four turns before you can, quote-unquote, activate it, right? So... I think that having multiple Ilharg in hand is not that bad. Okay. So I can see, I could see people playing four. I think three might be the starting point, but I can totally see people playing four Ilharg the Race Board in their deck. Spicy. This really is strong. very exciting stuff. Yeah. So this is, you know, the card that everyone is is buzzing about was a yes. very exciting for today. Yes, yes. Twinsies. And our last card. You're a twin. I'll let you take the last one. Killer twinsies. <laughs> this is Dreadhorde twinsies. It doesn't say twinsies. It, it just says twins. Fair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Red Furry has three creature types. Zombie Jackal Warrior. Nice. Um, it is a 2-2. Wow. Four mana 2-2, guys. But fear not. When it enters the battlefield, uh, a mass 2. Hence twinsies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it has another relevant piece of text I didn't see below all the mass reminder yeah. text. Zombie tokens you control have trample. Yeah. So four power for four mana split between two bodies and the trample. So we've been, you know, we saw blue gave flying, black gave death touch, blue black gave hexproof, and red is giving trample. Yeah. So there's definitely like, you can build Grixis a mass, right? Or some subset of that a mass um, in, in limited, certainly. And then give your huge army some kind of evasion. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's really scary if you end up, you know, you assemble the blue and the red, right? You have flying, flying trampling, giant zombie token. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's scary. But the, you know, the obvious downside is, like, it's one creature. And if they kill it, you're left with, like, a bunch of overpriced tutus yeah. and one ones. And that don't do anything. Just, you know, rebuild the army, amass. Yeah, you need. I think you really need a lot of amass because yeah. you need to make it so that your opponent needs to wait until you are like empty-handed to kill your amass token, okay. and then even then, you're just making more. Like you need to have most of your cards in your deck need to have a mass, I think. And, you know, we've seen a, there it's just kind of staple onto a lot of cards, which is good because if you really need a ton if you want this deck yeah. to be to be good. Very interesting. Yeah. 
So that's it for today. Uh, obviously, the, the you know the spoilers getting more exciting. We're getting some more rares and mythics. Ilharg, fantastic. I hope that Kefnet the Eternal Ugh. is better than Ilharg the Razor, or as good. That tall order. Tall order. How about Kefnet ETB? Draw your deck. And that next turn you lose. Now you have Jace. Draw uh, your deck and put Jace into. <laughs> <laughs> If you no, have I, a Jace Planeswalker in your hand, you may put that onto the yes, battlefield yes. and take uh, it. I loved Kefnet so much. That card, three mana, five, five. It's so good. Just remember, even if Kefnet comes back, he's been changed. Forever I know, changed. I know. It also made being on the draws better, because then you could be like, you're like, oh, I'm on the draw, that's too bad. But then you're like, turn three Kefnet, I win. <laughs> Kefnet, good times, good times. But this isn't a Kefnet podcast. Katie, I just want to check in one more time before we head out. How is your new podcast coming? Still in the works. Any thoughts on lamps? Are they good? That's the question, but do you have the answers? I I just provide information. I let my ear listeners draw their own conclusions. What other kind of listeners are there besides those who listen with their ears? (laughs) Do you have any fun lamp facts for us today? Um... When you choose to change the light bulb in a lamp, it will be brighter than if your light bulb had died. You asked for a lamp fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, What's your favorite spot to go to purchase lamps? Or to find lamps? Or to get lamps? Home. I have lamps, and they Mm -hmm. light my home so say I you want see. another lamp what do you, i don't what? though because i have adequate lighting so okay, what if you had inadequate lighting but i don't okay but what would you do then get a lamp <laughs> where, where and how <laughs> this is for the lamps podcast Fine. we'll do the lamp podcast another time thanks everyone for tuning in and listening we'll be back tomorrow with more exciting spoilers hopefully kefnet uh with that thanks to our sponsors you can find flipside gaming at flipsidegaming.com on the internet and you can find new england comics at nec coolidge on facebook which is also on the internet i'm ryan i'm katie and this is spoiler Spoiler season. season